The Ref Radio Sports Network is powered statewide by the insurance adjusters at Brown O'Haver. Fire, wind, theft, or tornado, we can help. Call 405-735-5510. Live statewide on the Ref Radio Sports Network, it's the T-Row in the Morning Show with the voice of the Sooners, Toby Rowland and T.J. Perry. Hit up the guys on the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line at 405-651-3439 or sound off on the Riverwind Casino call-in line at 405-329-9000. Now, live from the Buffalo Wild Wing Studios, it's the T-Row in the Morning Show with Toby Rowland and T.J. Perry. The 2-2 pitch on the way. Adolis swings and hits one deep. Straight away to left. That ball is way, way back. That ball is history into the second deck. And the Rangers walk off the Twins 6-5. to Sadur takes a snap, dropping the throw, swinging out of the backfield, caught by Dillon. First down, 40, 35, down the sideline, 35, steps out of a tackle, 10, 5, end zone, touchdown, touchdown Colorado on a fourth down and two. Oh, it's prime time for Colorado football. We told you we're coming. We told you we're coming. You thought we were joking. And guess what? We keep receipts. God bless you, America. Oof, God is good. It's kind of the story of the night. Clock was wrong the whole damn game. We're trying to kick an onside kick to start the second half, and we got to wait on the chain crew because they're eating a hot dog. That's the only disappointing thing about tonight. So. Peasley. Second attempt from the 44. Snap back, play action. Travis, man open, it's Bell. Four sideline, 20, 15, 10, 5. Get in there, baby! Jaheim Bell, when the lights are brightest. Touchdown, Florida State. Touchdown, FSU. Backing up, takes it at the 19-yard line. He'll return it. Goes left, 25, 30. Splits, 35. Watch out, near side, 45. Freeman on the loose. He's at the 40, down the sidelines. Swims by a guy. He might go, 10, 5. Good. That's good. That's a good thing. Hour two, T-Row in the morning show. Monday, September 4. Toby and TJ back with you. 1-0. Sooners are 1-0, Teej. Better than 0-1. Much better. Oh, can you imagine? Can you imagine? Yeah, I would have taken the day off. It would have Labor Day. We would have observed Labor Day. uh, No labor on Labor Day. (laughs) They're one and zero after a seventy-three nothing win. All right, let's talk about it. All right, let's talk about it. TJ, I have made a list of things to be happiest about and things to potentially be worried about. the The list of things to be happiest about is much longer, but there are some things on the potentially concerned about list. Which one would you like to start with? Uh, what are you concerned about? Tell us the you concerns. You want to start with the negative. The negative. Typical TJ no, wants to start with the start negative. Start with the negative, get it out of the way, and then go all positive. That's what I want here. Potentially, okay, to be concerned about. Well, let's talk about the D-line. Ask me how I felt about how the D-line played on. Toby. How, the D-line, how Toby, good our D-line is. Ask me. The wait, I'm phrasing the question. I'm, wait, wait, I'm phrasing the question. Okay. okay. Ask me. How good I think our D-line is. 
Toby, the world's talking about how good do you think the D-line is? Incomplete. Impossible to know at this point. I think, one, they played, they stuffed the run completely. Arkansas State couldn't run the ball at all. 23 carries, 48 yards. Two yards a carry is what they gave up. So that's good. That's good. Arkansas State had no chance of running the football on Saturday. As for the pass rush, do you know how many times Arkansas State actually dropped back to pass on Saturday? How many times, Toby? Meaning, like they ran out of the shotgun the whole time, but meaning took the snap, dropped back, and ran a pass pattern. Three. Three? The rest of the the rest of the time was Three. catch and throw, catch and throw, well, catch and throw. Yeah, they were doing a lot of that. I'm talking about a drop, drop back, back pass. I got you. I got run you. patterns, drop back three. And one of those times they sacked him. Ethan Downs late in the game there got the only sack of the day. So Arkansas State obviously went in with the strategy of we can't we can't stop these guys from getting to our quarterback. So it's going to be nothing but quick hits. Uh, and that's what they did all day. And even that, they went 13 for 27 passing, less than 50%. So there's no, like, there's no way to evaluate the pass rush when that's the strategy of a team is before, you know, in a, in a second and a half, we'll get the ball out of our hands. There's no, it's not humanly possible to get to them in that amount of time. So if you're going to force, you know, that's not going to be the case this week. SMU has a legitimate offense. SMU is good. They're going to throw the ball around. They're going to drop back to pass. There's going to be, we will get a read, a, a legitimate read on where the OU defensive line is and their ability or inability to get pressure on a quarterback this weekend. I don't know if you should be concerned about that yet or not. They only got one sack, but the way Arkansas State uh, decided to attack did not allow for pass rush Mm -hmm. or for the pass rush to get home. So I don't know if they're better. I don't know if they're worse. I don't know if they're the same. It You know. The things we have to judge them on is they didn't allow the team to run. They didn't allow the Red Wolves to run. And the opposing quarterback went 13 for 27 passing. So those are good statistics. Now, if they come out of the SMU game with only one sack, then I think you have a reason to be concerned. Just because, I mean, that's a major part of what SMU does. Agree, disagree? Yeah, no, I agree, because, yeah, that's what surprised me after the game, because I knew how quick a lot of what they were running was, and I I don't know, people were acting like what you're saying. In a second and a half, they should have been back there in his face, putting him to the ground, and... There was absolutely no deep balls at all. Not not, even any medium balls, really. Not very many, anyway. It was all just, like, you know, swing passes passes. and flat passes and quick hitters. Boom, 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 yeah. So... No, I agree that I agree with that. Okay. And and SMU, yes, will be much more of a challenge come Saturday. I have two other things on my potentially concerning list. Okay. 
potentially concerning. Uh, Oklahoma's run game. Yes. Yards per carry you're talking? It was fine. Yeah. They ran for 220 yards on 49 carries. That's 4.5 yards per carry. That's fine. They didn't break anything big. No. What uh, Barnes had the 15, 16-yard run or whatever it was, I think was the longest mm-hmm. of the day. That's the longest run was 16. Yeah. Um, it, they, they were good enough, but not spectacular. I'm not ready to say they can't be spectacular. I think that they have, I think they are extremely deep. And it is going to be very interesting to see which running back or two floats to the top here because Tawi Walker had the most yards per carry Saturday. That's not going to make people happy, but he led the team in yards per carry. Javante Barnes had the most carries. Um, I thought that uh, I thought Caleb Hicks late. I, now he was it was late, so the defense was tuckered out by then. But he sure. looked really good. So, but nobody broke off a fifty yarder. You know what I mean? So uh, that's unfortunate. But again, it's early. Not ready to be concerned about it yet. But I, it's on my radar. Fair. Fair, especially when I thought the offensive line played extremely well too. So, offensive line was. Uh, Good in pass protection. Good in pass protection. Nobody sniffed. Well, there was the one Dylan Gabriel touchdown down on the goal line where the pocket kind of moved in around him and he escaped and ran it in. Mm -hmm. Other than that, you can't really think of a time where they were too bothered back there throwing the ball, and they threw it a bunch. And the only other thing I have on my potentially concerning list is injuries. I don't think anything was serious Saturday, but I hated seeing Drake Stoops leave. Um, sounds like it's not serious. Hopefully that's the case. I hated seeing Desan McCullough leave. I uh, was really looking forward to seeing him play. Sounds like it's not serious. Uh, Davis Bevel sounds like it might be serious. Yeah, that, that was shouldn't be too big of a blow, yeah, but that's came unfortunate. And what happened there? That was that was terrible. And Drake looked spectacular before he went down. He was having yeah. a great game. I'm going to get back to him on my things to be happy about list. Okay. Uh, Kendall Dolby left the game Saturday. I don't know how serious that was. I, I don't, uh, other than Bevel, who was a third stringer, and hopefully you're not going to have to rely on him anyway, but other than him, it doesn't look like anything else was serious, but still there were some, there were some guys that left, and we'll have to keep an eye on that. So that's the extent of my... In a seventy-three nothing game, kind of potentially to be worried about. Listen, and, and I'm to be not quite really honest. Wor- that just is every game. You just hope that you know yeah. nothing major yeah. happens. So that's. that's I think Arkansas State lost half their team on Saturday. <laughs> every other play, there was a guy. There down. was a guy down. It seemed like a lot. All right, how about my happiest list? What made you the happiest, Toby? Uh, one. I'm just kind of going. This is not ranked. Just kind of the. Uh, I thought the quarterback play was outstanding. Superb. Yes. Gabriel and Arnold, elite Saturday. If that's the kind of quarterback play we're going to get all year, and it was against a bad defense, but if that's the kind of quarterback play they're going to get all year, Oklahoma's in this thing. Uh, Gabriel looked sharp. He 
uh, he had a couple of underthrown deep balls that they ended up getting penalties on both of those. But other than that, it's hard to find anything. I mean, even the swing passes were just like on the run, perfect shoulder up the field. He looked great. And then Jackson Arnold came off the bench and looked like he was he was playing seven on seven high school football. Like he was uh he was accurate. Petaway is his favorite guy, obviously already. We saw kind of what a truck he can be when he runs the football. They had some quarterback lead runs for him and a couple of times he just tucked it and ran, got the touchdown run. Uh Suffice it to say, their backup quarterback situation is is in much better stead than it was a year ago. Uh, I'm there's no doubt in my mind that Jackson or Dylan Gabriel is and should be the guy certainly for now. But I feel really good about Jackson Arnold this year as his backup and going forward as the guy in the SEC for OU. Yeah. Um... Major, you know, Dylan goes down for a game or two like last year. You're in a much better situation, you feel. I mean, he walked in there and just acted like he had been there, you know, a hundred times. So he looked yeah. so poised, so confident, and uh, he man, can that was sling good to it. See, he can throw it. He can throw it. And he can he can run when he needs to. So how about the crowd's great. reaction when the uh, kudos alert crowd reaction when he ran onto the field to start the third quarter. Yeah, I, I don't may know if have you were gone. Still, were you still I, there? Yes, I may have gone high pitched to Bronx when I realized it. Jackson Arnold! Oh, it's Jackson Arnold! <laughs> <laughs> I, think I, I think that's a little bit of what it sounded like. Jackson Fitzgerald Arnold is in the game. <laughs> Wide receivers. I, I We came into this season saying they've lost Marvin Mims. Who's going to step up? I don't know who that is yet, but, man, they look good. They look good, and you have a confidence, uh, probably more confidence in several guys, even more so than you did uh, on Friday afternoon. So, yeah. Let me tell you, the Stoops-Freeman combination is a problem. It is. It is. They are a couple of little dudes who can go. They fly. They They get open, and they are gone. I don't know, like... They are going to put opposing defensive coordinators in migraine headaches. You can't cover them with linebackers. You can't bring safeties down to put on these guys. You're going to sacrifice corners to move into the slot for Freeman and Stoops. And what are you going to? Uh, it's um, it is a problem, man. So they look great. Andrell Anthony looked great. He kept getting behind the defense. Mm-hmm. Jaden Gibson was. Jaden Gibson caught the ball. Great catch, man. That tough catch. catches. Yeah, high pointing it. He was using his height to get over guys. Nick Anderson was in for I don't know how long, but he made back to back really nice plays. Uh, Petaway was all Petaway over the place. Had, Petaway yeah. had nine catches. Nine catches. Uh, even uh, Stogner did not catch a ball, but the backup tight ends both did. So you know Blake Smith and Cade McIntyre both had. L.B. Bunkley Shelton, I don't think you mentioned his name. He had a couple of catches. I thought they looked good. Farouk Mm -hmm. was was, – he didn't have anything. But I was was happy with what I saw from – they got some separation. Again, i got to say this every five minutes, TJ. Arkansas State's not any good. Right. But I was encouraged by what I saw from the receivers. All right, keep going or take a break? What do you say? 
Uh, let's take a break here. Uh, we can still. You're still happy I'm on glad. the other side. I've got more happiness, but that's wow. a lot of football talk in a row. So I'm going to take this break to lay down for just a second, but I'll get back up and continue my happiness on the other side. Seven twenty. Back after this. The T Row in the Morning Show is brought to you every day by the Riverwind Casino and Hotel, OKC's number one gaming destination. The one for entertainment, the one for games, the one for fun. Riverwind Casino, simply the best. Tubby and TJ back with you, T-Row in the morning show. This hour brought to you by High Tower Clinical, bringing clinical trial opportunities to Oklahoma. No uh, cost or insurance needed to participate. Medication provided for free. Patients are compensated for their time. High Tower Clinical believes everyone should have access to new treatment options through clinical trial participation. You can go to HightowerClinical.com or call or text for more information, 405-831-5905. Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. What a great season opener. Already had 14 points before I could finish my smoked cheddar bratwurst with jalapeno pimento cheese. Ooh, man. Whoa. Where, is that something that we offer to- in the stadium? I would think that was at home, a smoked okay. cheddar bratwurst with jalapeno pimento cheese. I don't think they're serving much pimento cheese at the stadium. I don't think. Big time. Correct me if I'm wrong. <laughs> that does sound good. That has changed after our last week of radio. We now serve pimento cheese <laughs> everywhere. Just, they're, they're, uh, next to the monster watering stations, there were just big bowls of pimento cheese. Yep. People yep. just scooping Ritz crackers through there. Uh, <laughs> Don't double dip. Uh, what will the line be before uh, be for Baylor versus Utah baseball? Ross asks. You know those those might be out. We'll check on those in a bit. Give me one or two more, and I got to finish my happy. Yes, uh, finish your happy after this one. Uh, Burley Boomer says some people are happiest being miserable. Cannot believe what people are complaining about. Boomer yeah. sooner. We had a great time at the game. Love seeing the shutout. Okay. Um, Continuing my things to be happy about, five minutes has passed, so let me remind everyone, Arkansas State is not a good football team, okay? But still, you'd rather do things well than not. Secondary play, or pass coverage, I'll say, because some of that included the cheetah position and the linebackers, but our pass coverage was outstanding. Uh Woody Washington, Billy Bowman on deep balls right there, wearing people. Reggie Pearson smacking people, sometimes when he shouldn't be, but still, I don't, you know, send a, <laughs> send a message early. A lot of those little bubbles, they blew him up. Gentry Williams Gentry almost saw the guy pop. in half. Yeah, he popped that dude and just buckled him over his shoulder. Yeah. The San McCullough, before he got hit, made a really nice play on a, on a flat pass. Uh, not a good football team, but even on the quick stuff, that Arkansas State tried to do, I thought the Oklahoma secondary was very good, and they tackled well if there was a catch made. Yeah, tackling was much, much better. All those, all those things you just said, major improvements over what we saw towards the end of last year. Another Without thing that I'm happy about, excited about this a lot, and we knew this going in, but you saw it on Saturday, depth. They went to second-teamers and third-teamers on both sides of the ball and were bringing in guys that were making plays. That Like, like I got no problem at all with Caleb Hicks and Dalen Smothers carrying the football. 
uh, Jaden Gibson and Nick Anderson. Uh, you know, on the other side of the ball, Kobe McKenzie. Kobe McKenzie didn't come until the second half. He looked great. Kip Lewis looked great. Uh, some of those, like Peyton Bowen, some of those backup defensive linemen. P.J. Adamaware looked unbelievable out there. He didn't get to play a lot, but he was awesome. So uh, it is obvious that this is a much deeper team on both sides of the ball. And hopefully if there is some attrition as the year goes along, that will that will pay dividends. I got one more thing. Uh, third downs. Problem a year ago. Mm-hmm. Good start in that category. Both sides. 11 of 14 on offense on third downs. That's great. 2 of 12 on defense. Throw in a fourth down non-conversion, so two of 13 on defense for really good. third and fourth downs. That's great as well. That's the important down in football. Great start in that category. So that's my uh, list of things to be happy about. Now, having said all that, Arkansas State isn't a good football team. Arkansas we? State's not a good football team. No, they're not. They're not. you rather but... beat them 73 nothing than give up 20-plus points? We said that on Friday before the game started. And you didn't want to be sitting here today saying, man, they could not get off the field on third down again. Because that Texas happened against State, bad opponent, opponents last year. Texas State was preseason one spot in front of Arkansas State in the Sun Belt preseason standings. One. And they beat Baylor on the road. Arkansas State is not a good team. But Oklahoma dominated them, and that's what you want to see. Complete domination. And that was complete domination on both sides on Saturday. Now, I like the way the schedule lines up because you kind of stair-step your way into the season. SMU is better, much better than Arkansas State. Not trying to sell you that they're world beaters or should be ranked. Oklahoma should beat them in Norman. But they are significantly better than Arkansas State. They have a legitimate offense a very good quarterback, they will present a much tougher test. In fact, the next two weeks, then you get Tulsa after that on the road. You know, Kevin Wilson knows what he's doing. I'm sure he's got a chip on his shoulder. Then you go to Cincinnati in the conference play. That'll probably be even one step tougher. So I like the way they're kind of gradually working their way toward that Texas game here, TJ. I love it. I love it. I love what I saw. I, I, like I said, I was shocked with the complaints and a lot of what you brought up that you're happy about. I was happy about because, like I said, there were opponents last year that weren't very good, and you would be sitting there just screaming afterwards that they could not get off the field. They could not get stops on third down. Um, so they did. They executed so much better in so many different areas. And you look at the receivers like you brought up that you were happy over them, and and you have options there. And Jaden Gibson made big plays and guys were getting open and making plays and the speed of Gavin Freeman and Drake Stoops, what he was doing early in that game. And you hope that he's all right. And even maybe if he has to take a week off here against SMU, that he's back after that and healthy. And so, so many, so many positives, I thought. Now I didn't get to see the very end cause I left early to beat the traffic, <laughs> but so there could have been something that happened there in the fourth quarter that I missed. Right. But, uh, from what I saw, it looked, uh, Look pretty good. Okay. Give me like one or two more texts and we'll take a break.
Uh, let's see here what else we have. From the 817 uh, on the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line, we noticed three great things about the game experience and wanted to say thank you to Joe C., Mike Houck, and OU Athletics. One, a printed roster. Two, the water monsters. And three, the LNC shuttle drop-off slash pickup closer to the stadium. Thank you so much. I have questions about this. Okay? Yes. One, the printed rosters, what does that mean? Is that not normally a thing? Were they passing out I, rosters? To be honest, if they were, I did not see that. And if it wasn't normal, I did not know that. So okay. I just walk in the gate and start heading off to whatever side I need to go. So um, I didn't notice that when we went through. Or I would have probably grabbed one. I have a question about the LNC. I was talking to my dad about this last night. My dad went to the game Saturday. Mm-hmm. He has to park like a mile and a half away and walk, and I, I don't want him to do that, especially if it's hot outside. Right. So I was like, why don't you guys try the LNC shuttle? But I don't really know how this works. I know you park at the LNC and the shuttle brings you. I think I, I think there's a small fee for the shuttle, right? I think so. Do you have to pay to park in the LNC parking lot? I would assume you do, yeah. But I, I don't park over that way, and I've never even – like come into the right, game somebody, that direction, so I don't somebody know. Somebody who does the I LNC thing, that. let me know. Do you pay to park in the LNC? If so, does that fill up? And how much is the shuttle? And where does the shuttle drop off? I want to know. All, I, I need all of these. Uh, I need to know how the, all of that works because uh, that might be a good answer for us. Okay, Teach, one more. Uh, let's see here. No questions about the water monsters? No, okay. I have a pretty good idea how the water monsters hey, work did you participate in the water uh, monsters? we hit the water monster probably about 15 times was I it would good say. it was good it was um it varied throughout the times that you got it on how cold the water was but it didn't matter i didn't care what the temperature of the water was uh i filled that water bottle you had one close to you there in the lower bowl uh pretty close we had to go down a few sections but yeah it was it was yeah Right there underneath. You know, I was thinking about, pause on the text messages, because I was thinking about you Saturday night. I saw your pictures you put from the game on there in the lower bowl with the Bronx and everything, having a good time. Well, I got to thinking, and I brought this up last night at our little family outing. I am blessed. So this is not a complaint at all because I get to go to all the OU games. I think, unless I'm misremembering, I think in all my years on this earth, which is almost 50, I have only sat in the lower bowl at Owen Field for a game once. And that was on the top row before we built the upper deck on the east side. In the mid-2000s, I talked my way into a Saturday off, and I took Trevor and Peyton to the Miami game when Miami came to town. And we got tickets in the on the top row on the east side, so you're over. It's kind of in the corner over there. Right. I think it's the only time I've ever sat in the lower bowl for a game. When I was in college, we would go down and, and try to get tickets, and we were always in the upper deck or in the south end zone up high that doesn't exist anymore, you know, when mm-hmm. the, yes. before the lower bowl. I, I think I've only sat in the lower bowl at Owen Field once. That's amazing. Like, oh, I don't know, I'm probably approaching 200 games I've been at Owen Field. I mean, they're on the sidelines or the press box. That's amazing. Most of the time. Like, even Isn't before I was here, I I remember. Um, well, I was, I'm not as wealthy national as you are, title so have year, to just try to get in. The Texas A&M game, I think we sat, like, front row OU side. That was the first time I sat lower bowl, I believe. 
So it's a good life you live. I'm blessed. I'm blessed. Yeah, blessed. Hashtag yeah. blessed. Hashtag okay, blessed. let's take a break. Um, Dylan Gabriel or Gavin Freeman? Who do you want to hear from? Or Jackson? No, sorry. We've already heard from Dylan Gabriel. Jackson Arnold or Gavin Freeman? Who do you want to hear from coming out of this break? Uh, let's hear from uh, Gavin Freeman. Isn't it great to get to play this audio again, TJ? <laughs> we'll be back. The Ref Radio Sports Network is powered statewide by the insurance adjusters at Brown O'Haver. Fire, wind, theft, or tornado, we can help. Call 405-735-5510. All right, thanks, Toby. Down here with Gavin Freeman, a.k.a. G Freaky. Now, before we talk about the game, would you like to discuss the nickname at all? Uh, not really. Fair enough. Fair enough. Now... What what is it with you and scoring the first time you touch the ball, man? You're you are turning this into a theme. Uh, you know, I'm just getting my making the most out of my opportunities. You know, um, just getting the ball in my hand and just do do what my ability says and helping the team out as much as I can. Now, Dylan Gabriel was really sharp today. What what did you see from QB one today, man? It seemed like he was he was really making y'all's job at wide receiver easy. Oh, yeah, everything. He did everything right, as he always does in practice, you know. He's always getting better, and he gets better in the games. Like, even even from practice, just he's just slinging all over the field, you know. Whenever you have a quarterback that just knows everything, it just makes it that much easier for the receivers. And uh, he always finds an open man, and, you know, we always got – we help him out making plays on the field, so. Now, last one, we'll let you get out of here, Gavin. How, how did it feel? You, you score on the punt return, right, which was absolutely electric, but – I know you're looking to get more touches at the wide receiver spot. How did, how did it feel to be a little more in the groove in the game there and then score another touchdown as a receiver? Um, you know, like I said, just um, making most of my opportunities. Um, when I get the ball, man, I feel like I have confidence in myself. I can make plays whenever my number's called and uh, just making plays down the stretch. So, One last opportunity to explain G-Freaky. <laughs> um, there's a podcast with uh, Nick and Caden. I think you can see on there. Yeah. We'll leave it at that. Gavin, congrats on the win, man. Thank you. He's a problem. Very if, secretive. Um, Very secretive. So I was told, I have not listened to that podcast. If uh, if somebody has and wants to correct to this, then please let me know because I asked. I didn't want to start calling him this if it was something inappropriate. You know, I, I didn't know. So I was told it's they call him that because – he makes freakish plays and he's a freak of nature. Like he's, you know, the things he does on the football field are freakish. So that's why they started calling him that. If there's another reason for it, that is, that is something else. Somebody <laughs> feel free to let me know. Maybe I should stop Toby, streaming Toby it needs on to know, the radio. He didn't know about Netflix and chill, so he needs to know about this. Please. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I, I tend to be in the, in the dark. Uh, but if, if you are, uh, walking down the street or in the mall or nobody's ever in the mall anymore. But the point is this, if Drake Stoops and Gavin Freeman walks by you, you probably know what Drake Stoops looks like at this mm -hmm. point in life. But if you didn't, you would never a visiting fan in town, right? And Gavin Freeman and Drake Stoops walk by. There's no way in the world you would think those little dudes are, you know, they're a problem, man. Uh, Gavin Freeman is awesome. So anyway, if you saw Drake Stoops, you'd probably think, I bet that kid's a wrestler. 
I mean, they're both yoked. Yeah, he looks Gavin, like that. He's got the look of a wrestler. Yoked. Yeah, yeah. So Bob is in the booth with us this year. This happened late in the week. I think it was. We didn't find out for sure until Friday after we had gone off the air that the deal had been finalized. But um, Bob Stoops is going to be in the booth with us in the first quarter of every game this year. At least every game he's at, which he plans on trying to get to all of them. So we had three quick commercial breaks Saturday because OU scored bam, bam, bam. There's only three breaks in the first quarter, and and our agreement is that after that he's going to come on during the third commercial break of the first quarter and stay on with us till the end of the first quarter. So it happened to be for game one that was there was still nine and a half minutes to go in the first quarter. <laughs> I was going to say they scored three touchdowns in like a minute and a half. It seemed like yeah. So Bob. Bob came on for a long time. He was on for a long time with it. He happened to be on with us when uh, Drake got injured. And I was like, well, we can never have you on anymore. And he goes, I don't believe in that stuff. I'm coming. You know, so he's great. But that is a blast. I was sitting there Saturday looking to my right. And like our OU radio broadcast has Bob Stoops and Teddy Lehman as its color analyst. And I'm like, if I'm flipping around the Sirius XM dial right now. Like, this is this is domination. Like, this is unbelievable that we've got Bob cool. Stoops and That's Teddy Lehman cool. in our radio booth. And so we asked him some questions, and then, you know, we're there for, I was like, Coach, why don't you just uh, be color analyst with Teddy for a while? And he's like, oh, all right, I'll try. It was hilarious. You got to go back and listen, because he's totally talking over the top of plays when things are going on. <laughs> He's like, oh, that one's going to the house. And then he got tackled like it was an eight-yard gain or something. And, um, what, 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 one of the offensive linemen, with the offensive linemen for, a, for the first half, the OU offensive linemen and the Arkansas State defensive linemen were doing a lot of talking. They were constantly jawing at each other. And... You remember they kept jumping off sides on extra points and everything. Anyway, uh-huh. our guys are talking trash to their guys. And Gabe says something about, I like our, I like it when my offensive linemen talk trash or something like that. And Bob goes, uh, I have no doubt that the old Schmitty's down there riling them up. Schmitty's down talking to the offensive linemen, riling them up on the sideline. <laughs> it was great. So, anyway, look forward to that all year long. Uh, Coach is going to join us Uh for every game, I think, as long as he as he makes it to all of them. Yeah, I knew he was up there. I didn't know that had become a regular thing. Like I text Drake, our, uh, uh, the guy in the little uh, the guy in the the little, little guy, guy in the gray, gray shirt, shirt. Uh, and if you guys had said anything or knew anything of the other Drake, and uh, he said no, but Bob was in the booth when it happened. I'm like, ooh, so mm-hmm. yeah, that's the only reason I knew he was up there with you guys. He was not overly concerned. Like on the air, he he. You know, he was not visibly upset or says, I need to go or anything like that. Sure. He, just came, he was like, eh. His attitude was kind of like, eh, he'll be fine. <laughs> He's a football player. He'll be fine. Right. <laughs> right. I was just worried it was a collarbone when I first saw it. You know? Yeah, me too. The so, way he was holding it. They, the way he was Teddy holding it, yeah. Teddy and Bob both seemed to think it was a stinger, and then they went into all their stinger stories that they had had <laughs> while playing football, which is a great <laughs> listen. Uh, uh, sprain is that what they said uh, uh, yeah an AC sprain uh, he could have played if they needed him or something like that so 
Apparently he wanted back in, and they told him, uh, we're already up four scores, no no need for you to come in this the rest of this game. So yeah. By the way, I'm mad at uh, the little guy in the gray shirt. Uh-oh, again? You're yes. mad at him a lot here lately. So the Cubs and Reds played this weekend. <laughs> oh, no. Big four-game series. Right. Huge four-game series. Cubs win, close game Thursday night. Reds walk off win Friday, walk off win Saturday. We have not talked at all through the first three games. Not a peep. Even seeing each other Saturday for several hours. Mm-mm, nothing about it. Mm. All, all I said was after the game on Saturday, after the OU game on Saturday, we're leaving the stadium, and I said, it's so early, we can still go home and watch the Cubs and Reds. That's the only thing we've said. About no it. trash talk, just no, no the trash fact that talk, you can nothing. see the game, yeah. And uh, three very good. So yesterday's game, fourth game of the series, back and forth. It's five to five, okay, in like the seventh inning. And I get a text from Drake. And it says, uh, whatever happens, this has been a great series. (laughs) And I thought, oh. They put eight runs, eight runs on the board the next say, half inning. I was going to say, there was one of those innings they put a lot of runs on. I saw that scrolling during the Florida State game, so I knew like that. Like 30 seconds after he sends the text, <laughs> they have an eight-run inning. I said, I texted him. I said, never text me again in the middle of a game. <laughs> it was back in the doghouse. Back in the doghouse. Yeah, uh, ended up being like 15-7. to seven. Cubs won yesterday or something like that. 750, we'll be back. Bleed Crimson, love great Sooner Talk? Join the Ref Army by downloading our free app. Toby and TJ, Plank and Josh, Steelman and Thune, and Teddy and Tyler. We have the Sooner experts. The Ref is home to Sooner fans worldwide. Hightower Clinical brings you this hour of the T-Row in the Morning Show, bringing clinical trial opportunities to Oklahoma. You see Crohn's disease, certain types of cancer, multiple other disease areas. You can participate for free. People who are interested, check out HightowerClinical.com or call or text 405-831-5905. Hightower Clinical. A couple of things. One, let me, uh, many corrected me on the uh, text line. Uh, Duh, national title year. That game was at AM. That was the interception with Torrance Marshall. So, 99 season. My apologies. 99 season, not 2000. Right. Right. Uh, and the LNC answer parking. Uh, this is a great deal, by the way. Parking is free at the LNC. The shuttle is round trip for five bucks. That's Man. outstanding parking, in today's Somebody world. tell me that's it a, a great deal. Somebody texted me that it drops off right there at the uh, Sooner Shop. So, right at the. Um, you know, the press box, basically, on ASP. Um, is it, does it fill up over there? Somebody let me know if the Lloyd Noble Center, like if you, you do you need to get there pl- plenty early to take advantage of that, or does it plenty of parking over there? This person says $5 to ride the shuttle, and they off, also offer a shuttle separate for uh, older people and uh, uh, handicapped folk. They require cash. Because they say over there the internet service and with all things going on with the game, internet service is poor, so they can't take cards. So five dollars cash, yeah, good to know. Thank and a you. separate That's good to for, know. you know, the older crowd. Well, there's so like can, a there's a senior citizen shuttle. Sounds like yeah, sounds like it. 
Is that one silver? <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> we can't keep saying Arkansas State isn't a good team, and that's true. But in previous years, they would have been 45-24. It uh, would have been a 45-24 game with blown coverages and missed tackles. No, you're exactly right. That's what yeah. I'm saying. Or what Toby brought up with the third downs. They weren't getting off the field, and they would have given up long drives. And Sure. So say they were bad if well, you want to, but. They were. They're not a good team. I think you have to say that, so that you don't sound like you're overblowing how right. well OU played. Nobody is sitting here saying this is the equivalent of Florida State beating LSU. But if you're going to play Arkansas State, you might as well beat them seventy-three to nothing and completely dominate them. Right? It's not an FCS team. It's a Group of Five team. They're not good, but you know. Oklahoma played very good football Saturday, especially for an opening game. That might have been the best all-around, most complete effort a Brent Venables team has played, and it was in their season opener. So that's a very encouraging sign. We'll be back.